This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our commercials. You may have seen one there on TV occasionally. And speaking of motorcycle insurance rates, did you know that our basic motorcycle policies start at just $75 a year? And speaking of speaking of insurance, I just love... And this is how that same commercial sounds on your motorcycle. Yeah, everything's better on a bike. Progressive keeps you on yours. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is a Vencast Studios production. Welcome, welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of Riding the Pine. I am Hondo, here with Guy. What is up, Guy? Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's wonderful. You know what? We only have a few more days. Next Tuesday, Got the, on one hand. the NBA season begins. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I wish I had a camera. <laughs> I am, Dude, I am stoked. Also, I'm a little bit, <laughs> little bit just like inundated with the amount of work I have to get done before that time period because I'm already drunk. We, we, we need to be drunk in order to predict all games for the NBA season. <laughs> We're predicting all games. How many well, games are there? Because you had a project last year. It was like tw- the 1230 project. That's, That's a lot of games. It is a lot of games, but for the diehards out there, you're going to love it. You're going to be able to follow along yeah. each and every day and yeah. see how we're doing. The diehard 1230 project. We'll do an actual count to validate that that is Live the count. Live free and die 1230. <laughs> <laughs> Live free, die 1230. Of, of course. How could you ask for anything more? Live 1230, die hard. <laughs> Guest appearance by... Chuck Norris and Bruce Willis. <laughs> I knew Bruce Willis was going to be in that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but he was dead at the end of said Six Sense. You know, where's we need basketball? Like, if the Twelve Thirty Project should star, like, I'm already going insane. There's like like, like Spike Lee yeah. and <laughs> uh, what is it? Not Woody Harrelson. Maybe Woody Harrelson. Yeah, he was in White Man Can't Jump. Yeah. Or was he the Arab player? But, uh, Jack Jack Nicholson. Uh, Air Bud. <laughs> we gotta get the dog. We gotta get Airbud. I've been. So, how would we not get Airbud? I've been buzzing ever since. Like you've been. We were talking about the puppy bowl <laughs> and how you said puppy bowl. It was like the greatest two seconds of my life. There. And just thinking about how many dogs could actually play in the NBA. <laughs> They're just sitting around basketball players their whole lives, right? They wake up, they're around basketball, and then they go to sleep, thinking and probably dreaming of bouncing a basketball. Oh, the the dogs are. No, I'm talking about myself because <laughs> I can only dream about doing that. <laughs> we're gonna land. A, we're gonna land a marketing position with the NBA. I know we are. Just mm. for our, our outlandish ideas this yeah. this season, season two NBA, we're coming. We're gonna reach for the stars and we're gonna land amongst just the cloud of we're fat po- hot we're, air. We're pointing. Really, we need to enable video this season. Yeah. I don't understand. You just it's, don't get to see all of our it's just like all that. of our quirks. There so. it is. Now you're being live. Recorded. Oh, Look that's at that. that's. Oh, Look at that. Oh, that's I'm fucking deking you out. He's deking me out. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's it's nine fifty five on a Thursday night. But you know what? It's preseason. Doesn't matter. We're still going for it. So today, we got all kinds of great stuff for you. We are going to do the first ever bad NBA rapper review. So We can't just say it like that. It's an NBA rap review that's going to be complete garbage. <laughs> fair, fair. I placed those words out of order. Yeah, I spoilers. You ap- can mute this. I apologize yeah. to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to go through, the three, through three different NBA stars, semi-stars. What? Some NBA players. NBA players. Fine, fine. You really just brought that down. Just One hasn't played an NBA game yet. And he's a star eight. already. You brought it up to a level that's amongst greatness. I know, but he's a rapper, so I feel like, snubbed. feel like you can elevate him just a little bit. So a basketball player that hasn't played an NBA game yet. <laughs> a snubbed NBA player. And Fair enough. Fair enough. Someone who's been traded his entire career. <laughs> 
Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But we'll weigh in on the music. We'll weigh in yeah, on the cause, music. Because you just weighed in on the basketball players. <laughs> and it's not about the basketball players. It's about the music. It's this about is, the art. Gee, this is still preseason. Everybody knows the rules for preseason. You don't have to talk about basketball. Yeah. You just have to talk about the culture. The culture. Of, of, of basketball. Yeah. And that's where we're at right now. And if anything speaks about culture, it's Victor Oladipo singing song for you <laughs> or wait no we're doing uh ropa-dope right? Ropa, yes man what a, what a Ro- single ropa-dope so here is ropa-dope by victor oladipo well way to way to spoil it for everyone what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> play it <laughs> i'm playing it way to spoil it for you everyone. ain't never been where i've been you can't tell me what i saw i'm already serenaded you know like i want to oh, slow dance with you in eighth grade, I'm the coldest. <laughs> I've been eighth, doing so much for the like eighth grade slow dance song. Yeah. And this is Victor Oladipo featuring end. two chains, by the way. Because I know what I'm fighting for. So wave your flag, you don't want no smoke. Uh, wave your flag, you don't want no smoke. Because if you wave the flag, the smoke goes away. Yeah, that's deep. This is Stila Depot. This, this is Depot. <laughs> Why would you? Dope? Why would you name your song Rope Straight up, he has a really good voice. He has an okay voice. Real talk, the song is shit. <laughs> Not the shit. <laughs> Can you dab to the song? I will never dab to the song. Can we throw these hands up? We, you might. Yeah. I don't know if you should. No. In, in a, like, a really drunken victory for... Whatever Victor Oladipo landed, Indiana. Oh, he'll he never. Went home. He went home. He'll never win there. So that's he went home though. He's gonna. He's already a winner. Fine, but he's not gonna be able to use this song as a victory celebration because they're not traded for Paul George. They're not, gonna, they're not gonna win any games. Ooh, this is two chains. Yeah. Oh my God! How many chains is he wearing? Probably. Probably two. Oh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Maybe more. Oh my God! They work on the holidays. They're rappers. They can work when they want to, and they choose no. to work on the holidays. No, he does work on the holidays. If if we know anything about NBA stars, they work on Christmas. We're cream Christmas. <laughs> they work on top of him. <laughs> Footwork. He brought in basketball into a fucking. But that's. But see, that's the problem with every NBA rapper song. It involves basketball in some fashion. So when they say that they're against the ropes, I envision the ropes in that in that eighth grade gym. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And I don't even know if they allow people, kids, to do that stuff anymore. Like touch each other. <laughs> no, but actually climb ropes to the top of oh. because of the liability. Rope, uh, dope. Oh, I don't even know the lyrics to the song. I think you got most of it right there. Two Chains was an artist on this song. That's weird. <laughs> Two Chains. Yes, it Atlanta is. based. Yes, it is. He Boy. with he he hangs out with Migos. Yes, he does. He's like an artist. This isn't as bad as I thought it would be, but I don't know the circumstance in which I'm listening to this again. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of those one and dones. All right, so, uh oh, uh oh. That is a different song. That's staying. <laughs> that's on your playlist. No, that's that's a recommendation. <laughs> Based upon what I was, I don't know if I could live that down. But anyways, uh, we got a couple of other yeah uh, of other songs. So we got to go next to the Dame. Oh, the Damien. Dame, Dame Dalla. Dame Dalla. No punches. So this is from what he his, did in his off-season. from his album confirmed. Oh, confirmed. Yes. That, is that confirmed? That is confirmed. Okay. Here we go. Oh, bring it. You know, Dame Dollar's back. All right, I can live with I can live with I like this beat. this beat. I can fuck with this beat. I fucks with this I beat. I can fuck to this I beat. I fucks with this beat. Oh, no. Not too bad. I feel like those are the only words he knows. Symphony, epiphany. Oh, 
it's like really basic though. Like all he does is the same rhythm. Yeah. He is a basketball player after all. True. Holes in relationships. Oh, because he's these lyrics. They're boring. This beat though, I like this beat. Is this good the chorus? Here it is. You know, you know family functions. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I don't about family functions. I don't think you should. You know, the, the part about Dame Dollar that I like the least is probably the is probably the periods between all the all the letters on the end because I don't oh. want to spell that out. No, he caps locked all of his songs just like uh, Kendrick. <laughs> I was like, he's comparing but he's himself not to Kendrick. Kendrick. He's not Kendrick. No, not yet. I want to see Dame. Do we ask for a cipher between all these three? Sure. A cipher? Oh, yeah. We tweet at him. He'll respond. So, shysty. So there's two minutes, no chorus, so it's just like him rapping to a, a soundtrack. Yeah. It's like, it's like watching the Bo- Portland play their season. You know, it's just, it's there, you, can, you can watch it, but really you're just watching for ninth place. You know, yeah. it's just, yeah. this is a nice place. Yeah, rap. this. <laughs> Uh, the s- faith the size of a mustard seed. Oh, that's that's big. That's terrible shit right there. Uh. Oh. Uh. You know, I am going to listen to it again. I'm going to listen to it when we go to our Portland game. I'm gonna, uh, that's that's going to your hype music? Well, I got I to hype it up a little <laughs> bit. When I, Do you think I, he listens to his own rap to hype himself up? I don't know. I don't know if anybody... I get solace in my... Being alone in my family functions. Family, I was like, oh, I'm family fungus mustard seeds. This yeah. is what I believe. Dude, you're better than him already. Uh, I knew it. I yeah. knew it. So that's that's two down. And we're going to speaking of two. We're going to bring out Zo Two by Zo from his album Zo Two. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe Zo Two is his shoe. It is, and, and it's really expensive. Nobody can afford it. Five hundred bucks shoe. Yeah. That's gotten remade like three times already. <laughs> no what way. What are we expecting? Before we hit play, what are we expecting? Him to say Alonzo? I'm a lot. expecting a very strange shot from him. Yeah. So he's gonna say like Triple B or Big Baller Brand. Is he gonna talk about his dad? He has to. He's he has to talk about his dad. All right. So this. far, these are two artists that didn't speak literally about basketball. Yeah. But there was like, oh shit, you're a basketball player. So I'm already. But thinking, there, there, there was kind of like, kind of references. In that Victor Oladipo song, back to against the ropes, it, fe- it felt like there's, you're not escaping basketball culture around that. But song. they tried, right? They tried. Well, they tried. They right, tried. So I now, don't know if they they. Well, figured I, it out. I haven't heard the song. Okay, you haven't you haven't Spoilers, heard the song. I actually have heard the song. <laughs> for your listeners at home, you know, <laughs> I have it. Let's do it. Here we go. Oh, bird. Like, it's It's Travis Scott. It's Travis Scott. (laughs) People scared of chains. Chains? Two chains. Two chains not in us. Zo. Zo. What you rocking zeal tools? Oh, I'm going the, past some zeal tools. That's the shoe. You know I got a zeal I don't know. Why do you open up with a question? Switching lanes, zeal tools. Switching lanes. Oh, this is oh. all about basketball. Pay respect and pay your dues. Shouts out to future. Hey. Keep blocking me. Oh. Shout out to oh. Dude, he's a rookie. How can you say pay oh. your dues as a rookie? He's charging fees. Oh, that's $500 shoes is what he's charging. Three stripes across your neck In my under armor X-Men X-Men without the X Man, I only feel God I keep a cross across my chest So he talks about Under Armour and X-Men But he's just a man And he doesn't rap Under Armour This is just for advertising What? Switching lanes Skeet You're the music Passing the ball Dude, he's No, this is clear It's an infraction right So he's recalling a basketball game He's rapping about The second half of a basketball game Do you know how many times I've heard changing lanes On basketball songs? He's not that bad though Oh my god, get the fuck out of here His cadence isn't 
his cadence. Yeah. Like, it seems like today's rapper a little bit. What is happening today? I guess. People know me when I walk. I'm suited up. I'm Tony Stark. Different when I'm parking. I need some space. I drive a rocket. Diamonds on my neck, dripping like a faucet. Big ball of brand. No, you see me. Oh, there it is. Verbatim. Change the culture. Everything revolves. What you rocking? Zeal twos. Shoes. You know I got a zeal too. Pay respect and pay your dues. Switching lanes. Zeal too. I don't know. To me, the song is trash. It's too long. It's already too long. And why? Why the pterodactyl? <laughs> it's today's rap. Like, hey, <laughs> you're the music critic. I know. Here. You should I know. know this. No, I I know it's there. I know it's there. But why? But why is it there? What's Give me with, your opinion. What's the the bird sound? I I I can handle. Why would he put it in there? Because it's popular right oh, now. Oh, there it is. <laughs> but. Why? Okay, so so let's, why would he talk about his shoes? Oh, because oh, be, because every like, yeah. this is all just glorified self promotion for right. these guys. It's like they don't have to make any money off this, off these songs. So it's like they're they're kind of putting whatever emotion they want into it, and it's just like I don't I don't know who's doing it honestly. Like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like any of them are doing it that honestly. Like why I don't know. So, so so okay so let's do something. Stack ranked these three songs. Yeah, stack ranked. What are what is your favorite? What is your least favorite of this bunch? Um. Well, the most original would be Ropa Dope, because it's like kind of a song. It's an R and B song. Um, How best, does that have to do with originality? Flow? It's just a different genre. Yeah, I wasn't expecting an R and B song out of a basketball player. Okay. And okay. Expectations, expectations. So like that's a lot on the line when you're a singer. Uh, yes. Yes. Does your voice suck? His okay. voice is clearly pretty not that bad. Okay. It's not great. And then Dame Dollar has no. F- he's just one flow. It yes. was like literally one tempo. And Zo, aka Lonzo, aka hasn't played an NBA game yet, had probably the best flow. And but I think the lyrics sucked. And I would say the attempt at lyrics for Dame Dollar. I don't had a little bit more message. Had yeah. had a little bit more like heart to yeah. the, the 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 meaning behind the song. And I feel like Lonzo's was just like buy my shoes. If you don't, yeah, then no, I'm abso- ZO2 a- still. Absolutely. So stack ranked. What is your order? Um, Dame Dalla, Victor Oladipo, and then Lonzo. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I I think that the ZO song is definitely kind of the least favorite for me. It it seems like I don't know. It seemed like a stunt. It seemed like a marketing stunt almost. He's just mentioning everything. He's it's a classic like basketball rap song. It's just like changing lanes, you know, talking about big baller brand. What a terrible there's no substance here. And he's he's going at the same speed. It's it's very reminiscent of a lot of different rappers today. So it's actually not that far away from very popular rap, but it doesn't have much substance to it. On Dame Dollar, I don't really like the lyrics. I don't think he can flow to to that greatest extent, but he's not going into massive self-promotion that Zoe is, so I'll put him a little bit above him. And I think you're right. Victor Oladipo does kind of bring it. And he does how did he get two chains on this thing? Still have no idea. But his voice is better than like expected for this thing. So I think in order I go Victor Oladipo. Dame Dollar Zoe on the end, and I don't want to hear any more music from Zoe. All right, he's cut off. He's voted off the island. Voted off the island. No, big baller brand. Mm-mm. No more. Not in lyrics. So, anyways, there's interesting music selections. So we'll have to stay abreast. Um, we got don't to- switch lanes, man. No, I'm I'm going to switch lanes right now. I'm going to I'm going to Jarrett Jack and one of the <laughs> finest plays of the preseason. Oh my god, we should watch it live. Jarrett, have live commentary. Jarrett Jack. Okay, we will. All right, we'll be <laughs> we'll be right back, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Here we go. Here's nine seconds. For more. <laughs> the ball winds up in the seventh row. <laughs> 
So Jared Jack literally throws this basketball well over the hoop into this. He says the seventh row. It looked uh, like it was further than that. That was a home run. It was one of those dingers. So my, my question is, was Jared Jack actually a quarterback in high school? No, he went to Georgia Tech Ooh. to be in anything, to be an engineer. <laughs> to be an engineer. I don't think I've seen a worse shot than that. Not in recent Because that was a shot attempt. That's right. <laughs> did, <laughs> I forgot about that. I think did, he was actually thinking, oh, should I pass? <laughs> because there's someone in the, this, the crowd that could probably shoot it better than I it's could. Like, it's like a Kevin Love pass, but it's, it's so far. Are off. they tanking in the preseason? <laughs> I think they're starting early. <laughs> Do you get to wear a different color like bag over your head uh, to, to get started as a Knicks fan yeah. in the preseason? Yeah. It's just like you don't have to wear the brown paper bag yet, but you really should bust one out because it's going to be a long season. Yeah, they charge five cents for those bags these days. <laughs> so they're looking at like the reusable bags, <laughs> you know, like those like, you know, I, I love fare. New York bags. Yeah, <laughs> I love New York. <laughs> Do you think Jared Jack will actually surpass that in terms of just worst plays during the regular season? Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's so, playing for the Knicks. Stay tuned as we as we meticulously track Jared Jack's. <laughs> it's going to be the Jared Jack segment. <laughs> the Jared Jack jump shot. Welcome to the Old Man's Lounge featuring the intro throw from Jared Jack. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, seventh throw. Will he top that? Tune in next time. <laughs> You know what? You know who, what we should. You know what we should offer. Yeah. We should offer a a Jared Jack. Uh, what is it? Uh, kick, punt, and pass. Oh my god! <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> I was king of that shit. I was I was top of my class. Kick. What was it? Kick, punt, and pass. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, he would be uh, pretty trash at that because <laughs> he he threw basketball. You know, I was thinking about like New York and the yeah. Yankees and Aaron Judge yeah. and Jared Jack. You know, who who threw it better? Right? <laughs> who threw it better? Aaron Judge or Jared Jack? <laughs> yeah. Because Aaron Judge went like 0 for 5 and like the entire, or like 0 for everything for the entire series. Yeah. And he was throwing. But Jared Jack literally threw a ball. Yes. Like, into the, we're still going on this. <laughs> I told you. I thought it was you literally it, that. You said it would be nine seconds. I said it would be nine minutes because yeah. it's one of the finest plays of the preseason. Jesus, it's 30 minutes in already. <laughs> And we're Jared Jackin. <laughs> Jared Jackin. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So I wanna I wanna talk about this just briefly. I wanna talk about the fact that Rondo Rondo is out uh with, with an injury. I, I think it's a leg injury of some kind. Do you do you know? I don't know. But he oh a back injury. Back injury. And he's actually okay. had surgery and he's out four to six weeks and it'll probably be Two to three months. Two to three months. It'll probably so, be until the end of the year. I, I ask this not that I'm not intrigued by Rondo, but I ask this simply for the fact of can the Pelicans can the Pelicans kind of move ahead without because we kind of thought that Rondo might be the addition that they needed. No. So, well, I did. I did. I like the uh, you know the kinship, right? They developed in Sacramento, Rondo and Cousins. Yeah. And so Rondo and Cousins part two. Sure. Or part do in um in uh, new orleans but um we're not going to see that until about january now i liked the idea of it because rondo passes the ball to people that are going to shoot and it's infinity davis and demarcus cousins are going to take the bulk of the shots mm-hmm. but like rondo and drew holiday is kind of garbage as a backcourt i just feel like it's going to be absolute trash i i don't i don't disagree that it's it's bad, but it's even worse when you lose Rondo, Rondo. as part of that equation. Yeah, but so, then then Drew Holiday goes back to his natural position, which is point guard. Okay, while Rondo's out, and then they can throw in like a Tony Allen or someone else who. Yeah, they don't have anyone else. No, they don't have anyone else. That that's why I bring that up. Yeah. So that's fine. Well, they went that's all fine. in on Rondo so, though, so or like three I don't, million I, on Rondo. I would not spend that money on Rondo. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. They they could still pull it off. They could still pull it off with if if Boogie and AD actually go off, they could still go for it. But well, they actually man, don't need anyone else. They just have those two. They guys. just need those guys. They just need to score consistently. Go for you 100. know yeah eighty to hundred. <laughs> I mean that's doable. <laughs> unlikely, unlikely. But doable. Victor Oladipo just sang to us. They can score hundred points <laughs> as long as they stay healthy. Yeah. All right. So is there? Th- does a one-sided beef exist out there? And is it is it between Isaiah Thomas and Danny Ainge? Pan fried. 
For about three minutes. I don't even know what that answer was. One-sided beef. Oh, it's a pan's... Oh, of course. Of course. And then you throw it in the oven, and then you let it sit, marinate, bake. But why is he, why is he still bringing it up? He ended up in a, in a, great, in a great franchise. Yeah. It, was, it was just because he was taken aback from actually having to leave Boston. He liked Boston, liked the fans, but it's just like Danny Inch is like, I don't want to do this, but it's just business. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, what in, in 2017 in the NBA, what are you to expect that nothing happens? Like there's, there's quick movement all the time. Yeah. I think he's just looking at his wallet and being like, well, my next contract's up. It could have been in Boston and now I'm mean, it's kind of in flux. It's probably not going to be in Cleveland. This is probably a one and done for him. That's the issue, I think. I also think that I think he, that's fair, but is it? Ba- they also but, probably. But why is it going in on Danny Ainge? Like it's oh, the well, it's yeah. the NBA. It's the state of the NBA that we're in. It's the state of like Cleveland wanting to compete and having you know, and just the the total collapse between Kyrie and LeBron. Yeah, literally, it's just he's very salty, and he should be because he had like a weird like career year and a pretty emotional year as well because of his sister and his injuries. And, well, they didn't return the favor of all he gave to Boston in that short period of time. Yeah. They just traded him. And they traded him with Jay Crowder. So they both feel stung. Mm -hmm. And they're going to take it out on Boston. So, like, good luck, Boston, I think. Like, they're going to really go at it on, you know, come come April and May and June. But I I like that. I think that actually... It's great. It's great drama. I love it. That will actually improve the state of the NBA out east for as long as the east exists. Hey, we got to bring up something we didn't get a chance to talk about. This is we talked about this a little bit after our last podcast. So there was a there was a thought brewing in the NBA about kind of eliminating Eastern and Western conferences and doing a seeding like one to sixteen. Yeah. And, and this is this is still in flight, and none of this is obviously kind of moving into production mode, but. What do you think about that? Do you think it's like a good idea? Because I actually think it's a, I think it's a, a very interesting idea if the games can actually be balanced out across the NBA to actually seed based up, like throughout the league, so the top sixteen teams actually do make it. Mm-hmm. I would love it. Uh, I would hate to break up the conferences and realign the teams. So like, Minnesota or Memphis goes east, and like you know, other teams come in like a Seattle or Vancouver. In an expansion that will probably happen, a realignment but, will occur. But they, f- I feel like they need to do something because sure. the West is twelve strong. Yes, the twelfth seed is probably a, th- a two, a three seed in the East. I swear to God. No, I, I think yeah. Utah, New Orleans, and Portland yeah. are a three are three seed in the East. That's probably the case. It probably is very close to that. So I guess so you're saying you don't want to break up conferences, but if you if you actually broke it up, like. There's no conferences for anybody. It's just yeah. it's all NBA is yeah, facing I'm, I'm, all NBA. Yeah. I'm, so if you put it that way, that's kind of not bad, right? Like if we if we talk we talked briefly last episode yeah. or after the episode about like you know two games each reduce reduction of the number of games played and it's like two games each team versus every team. Mm-hmm. So you play like sixty, you know, sixty some odd fifty eight games or something. Yeah. And then have like a mini tournament for seeding or something like that. Yeah. And then like there it is. Well, that's cool because all NBA is all NBA then. And then there's no like West East. There's no division breakdown. It's just the best teams after 60 games is in the seat and is in the playoffs. I kind of like that idea. I also think that each game would be more meaningful. Mm-hmm. And then I think the rivalries could kind of come a, come abreast again. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm really just like, well, th- I, would I, it solve things? temporarily it would but then you know here comes a, a Miami it could be really good in a year or four years and then here could be four teams that it could be really good in four years from the east but since like the 80s it's been so western dominated but besides like Detroit and Chicago it has it has and I guess when you actually when you actually think about the eastern western conference uh, you think about the eastern western conference in the all-star game and you yeah. think about it in the playoffs right. like just in the championship I don't really think about it any other time. And I definitely don't think about the divisions. Yeah. I think about the conferences more in the sense that I actually really only pay attention before this podcast even like to the Western teams. I don't care about the Eastern teams. Now I'm starting to care more. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just more visibility. Like I see more of the games now anyways. Sure. Maybe I'm more attuned to caring about a realignment or, you know, you know, disintegration of the conferences and stuff. But, um, 
Well, time will tell. I think they need to shake something up right now, though. Like, in the next four years, we're going to still see this Western, you know, yeah, t- it's gonna be dominant. T- it's going to be top-heavy in the West, so if they don't change it up. I also think that, you know, moving from 82 to 58 or 82 to 60-something games, I don't think it hurts. I think it actually helps the fans because we have, like, even even on a fan side, personally, like, 82 games still a lot of games to watch, so trying to keep trying to keep on top of that is is hard enough and i think if you gave the players a little more rest and guaranteed better games throughout the season i'm okay with it i'm definitely okay with it i just it needs to be fair and balanced i also just honestly don't understand the structure of the divisional games and what all that means how many games are actually played between the divisional rivals and the conference rivals you don't know that i I'd never have paid attention to. Oh, it. you play your division uh, rivals four times each, your division, your conference rivals three times each. Yeah, and then your opposition conference two times each. One okay. home, one away. I don't really care about that. Yeah, I mean it adds up to eighty-two, and it, uh, you know, quote me, I'm probably even wrong about the other divisions. You might even play those four times each too. Um, it's a lot of Western games. It's a lot of Sacramento being like, look at all these teams that are better than us for the entire season. You know. Mm-hmm. Is this something that we really have to solve right now? Or is oh, it's it, going to even itself out. Or does it just uh, does history repeat itself and we just go through we just go through these cycles and then, and then there's shakeup periods and then a new player emerges because we're not going to see the same Cleveland team next year. Yeah, we're definitely we're definitely not going to see that. We may see the same um, Golden State team for a while, but then after that, what if? I mean, the Rockets could easily <clears throat> kind of leap up to the leap up to contention as well, and then you could see Boston making a leap in the East. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. Think, know, I don't know if there's a real need for this. I think this. if there's one team, is there one team that could you know in the next four years be the cream of the crop of teams in the East? Do you see a team? I see one. You see one, Boston. Do you, do you see one? Yeah, I. I mean, I see potential for teams, but I. I don't know if there's a team so dominant that it calls for... Well, in four years from now. Four years from now to be so dominant in the East? Yeah. Probably Philly. That's what I'm thinking, too. And so, like, if Philly changes the tides, that'd be pretty interesting, right? Like, now we're not thinking about a LeBron league. We're a a Western-focused league. We're talking about Embiid and Simmons and, you know, Philly, which hasn't been on the map for so long. But that, that, I mean, so like to your point, it might even itself out. It, it might even itself out with, I mean, yeah, Philly, like the, there's a real possibility that Milwaukee becomes a contender. No. If they may, they, they need to make some more moves and they need to be a little bit more integrated into like a larger, longer term solution here. But they could, they could definitely become a player. And, when's the last time we talked about the Bucks as a dominant force in the East? Yeah, never. Or a dominant force ever. So, I don't know. That's probably enough on this topic right now. But it's interesting though because you know Philly just paid Embiid, yeah, maxed Embiid. Yeah. Okay. Let's and let's let's talk a little bit about that. So, so I'm I'm not surprised under any circumstance that Embiid got the max contract. I did hear that there's a lot of caveats and conditions in his actual contract. Is that is that just simply due to his health, or is that simply due to the new state of the NBA? Uh, I think it's clearly because of his health. So I think all uh, known injuries aren't going to hurt him, but yeah. any new injury is going to probably hit him on the cap um, of his contract. I think yeah. if he plays, if he becomes an MVP, he gets more money. Um, if he becomes all first team, uh, you know, defense or something, he becomes he has more money. But okay. if he only plays like sixty percent of the games, sure. If he misses out on twenty five of the games per season, then he is. Out like majority of his contract, he gets like a hundred million instead of a hundred, you know, fifty million. So he sure. loses out on like a third, if not like a large portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's like a, a if he misses this amount, he, they have an I, ability to waive him. So that's wow. a really scary thing. And also, Wiggins got maxed within a few days later. Yep, and he has literally no provisions. There's nothing player based or uh, no player option. No you know, injury concerns or no, you have to hit 35% on your threes or something. Wow. It's literally, here's your contract, it's yours. So Wiggins, who's only missed ever one game, yeah. gets less money than 
Joel Embiid, who's played half of a season, mm-hmm. half of those games that he's played, he's only he was only limited to like 24 minutes in yeah. those 30-some games. So he's literally in his four years career now. Yeah. He's literally played like 4%, 5% of total games. Yeah. Yikes. And he got paid more money than Wiggins, who was 99.9% in everything, right? Yeah. So it's crazy because of potential, but he on the court, yeah. you understand why he's paid that much. He's such a difference maker. He is just... You're, you're talking about Wiggins or Embiid? Embiid. Yes. You can yes. see why he's paid that when he's on the court. When he's on the court. And Wiggins seems like you know he's kind of not replaceable, but he scores. And, there's, well, there's a lot of people that score in the NBA. So, mm-hmm. you know, so... But he gets maxed, and I feel like you know Minnesota saw like Gordon Hayward leaving to Boston. Mm-hmm. Well, Utah didn't you know max him. Mm-hmm. They could have, and maybe they he stayed. He could have stayed. They didn't. And you remember seeing like Kevin Love and all these other players. Like yeah, you I mean, can do them dirty, and then they're not loyal to you. Sure. And so if you don't max Wiggins, the next contract is he's not with you. He's with yeah. someone other team, like Gordon Hayward to Boston. Sure. So, I mean, I think so you kind of had to like Minnesota played their hand and maxed Wiggins. And I loved that idea. And I feel like Philly, where is their money going? It can only go into these four players. And if they don't, then they're not really contenders anyways. Right. So mm-hmm. they're only going to be contenders with these players becoming something. Yes. And you can kind of see why Embiid could be this guy. If he stays on a minute restriction, but plays all the all the games, mm-hmm. there's a chance they could be in the playoffs. Interesting. Yeah. Don't you think so? Like yeah. he literally scored in. A, I know it's a preseason game. I know it's against fucking the Brooklyn Nets, but he scored like twenty two points in like eighteen minutes. No, he's he has he has a potential. He's fun to watch. I mean, yeah. I I didn't watch seventy six er games before last season. No, and then they were can't miss. Like no, you, had you, to watch you like you had to watch it, and you no. added him with Covington and a couple of other guys, and it's just like it was fun basketball. It's fun basketball. So I mean, I. I think a beat is worth that. I think the conditions are are worth. I think they're legit. I I think the conditions have to be stated just just given what he's gone through. Yeah. I mean, you just you can't have somebody just kind of seize up and take take your whole cap along he, with you. He also smells and has a exact carbon copy game to Greg Oden. So like a Greg mm-hmm. Oden could fucking become what he is. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Joel Embiid could become the next Greg Oden and be fizzled out in the league. So, like, that's scary. That's scary. But if if Philly protects themselves, Embiid has the upside. Embiid has the fan support. I think he's worth that max contract. On the Andrew Wiggins side, I I agree with your point that Minnesota should make that move to to retain him and to keep the youth in the organization. But is he worth a max contract? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure if he's worth that value. I guess I guess the question that I have in all of this is would other teams actually offer Andrew Wiggins the max? I think so. I don't know who, but I'm pretty sure they would. But just sheer potential. Like he's still like hitting he's way above his floor, but like you still can see a ceiling and it's mm-hmm. like defensive, you know, stuff. Yeah, and I still I mean, he's still a marketable player. I was just I, like what does it equate to dollar wise? Do you know? Like twenty, uh, it's like thirty I'm, million dollars a year or something yeah, like I'm that. Just, yeah, thirty million a year for five years. It's it's one hundred forty six point five million. So do the math. It's a little bit less than thirty, but L- it's what it yeah. is. Yeah, I just I don't know if he's worth that. I think he's worth twenty some million, but yeah. I don't I don't know if he's actually worth the max. Yeah. But it's if, crazy though to but me. But if he's bringing people in, and if you solidify, you know that's. That's the thing for the T Wolves. You solidify the yeah, future. That's exactly and, right. And you you make it you make it so your stars don't leave because yeah. the fans, us being Timberwolves fans, we've seen that time and time and time again. His fifth year, he's going to be twenty seven. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah. So we have him through twenty. His is the beginning of his prime, mm-hmm. and then we're going to extend him because no one else can match what we can max him at. Yeah. Because he's been with us this whole time. So through his prime. He should only stay with the Timberwolves. So, and he loves the city. He loves the people. It's just so crazy because Embiid has played so little yeah. and gets max money. Mm-hmm. Wiggins has played so much and gets max money. Now there's some weird like, who gets maxed? Everyone gets maxed. Jabari Parker gets maxed. Yeah. Zach Levine gets maxed. Yes. Zach? Le- no, I don't think so. They're all up for extensions now. 
Uh, Zach these, Levine. These are, but this, the, the case has been made. The precedent has been made. Joel Embiid gets maxed. So if, you're, if your potential is now riding on a star, you have to max him. If you're... If, if you can't... You, you have to max him. No, no. Let me... I would say it this way. I think you have to max him if you don't think anybody else in the league will max him. Like, or so if that if that is the best offer, if you if you can put in a a similar offer that you don't think anybody else will match, I I don't think it needs to be a max, but it's hard it's hard without going to the max to declare what that upside limit is. You're you're playing with fire essentially if you if you don't go to the max. So mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right in Jabari Parker. I I have no idea about Zach Levine. I don't I don't know who they want to establish as the center of their new fr- uh, their franchise. I think it's Zach Levine. Like that's what they was the key reason why they traded Jimmy Butler at the time. It's it's kind of crazy to me. Like I don't know how to really dissect this or really articulate my thoughts <laughs> live on air like live in ballard i i feel like zach levine has potential to be russell westbrook light he really can be i feel if, like if he's healthy jabari parker could be the next paul pierce if he's healthy joel Embiid can be an mvp of the league if he's healthy andrew wiggins has been healthy but he's the ugly duckling of the bunch you know yeah. like you know what i mean yeah. he got paid but there's been so much controversy about the value of him. Sure. Because he's a interesting defender, doesn't get stats other than points. And he's a kind of like a Rudy Gay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. His like borderline, like um, not floor, not ceiling, but kind of middle ground mm-hmm. is Rudy Gay. And he's probably average. He's probably Rudy Gay right now. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But Joel Embiid is an MVP player. He's a franchise changing player. I. So you have to like, could Zach Levine become Wester Westbrook? Probably not. But Do but you, you but you have to you have to offer it if if he is that foundation that you're going to stake your reputation on like you have to offer it. That's what I'm feeling like. That's what's so crazy about this because Embiid got the max. Embiid with so little that he so little to show for. Yeah, got the max. So if he's worth the max, Levine showed so much more. So you know uh, what I mean in a lot of ways. I have a like just a really interesting thought and this this other thought kind of crossed my head today. Just in terms of like what the max actually is, you know, 146.5 million or whatever, whatever it ended up being. But like, that's a lot of money. Like that is a ton of money, especially for these franchises that are that struggle to make that much money. So I guess my question is when the TV money evaporates, like who actually gets max contracts? I, I understand it's just, you know, everybody wins the fucking supermarket sweepstakes and they they all get max contracts you know when they're going going grocery shopping for max Mm -hmm. contracts of course um but they they all get them but i don't i think it's reserved in the in the new state of the nba where i think the nba is headed when tv contract dollars actually go down i think the superstars get the max contract and i think the other players get a scale and i think that you're your rising stars are your are still the gamble that you're you're gonna have to that you're gonna have to shell out on. Yeah. So because it's just like that's where your that's where your potential is. That's where your future leaders are. So if if you're not willing to stake them them there, I I think it's it's very little risk to go to Andrew Wiggins, you know, to offer him the max contract given what he's played, his potential, his his marketing prowess, like everything that he offers to the to the Minnesota Timberwolves and his potential for a trade if you needed to trade him. But these other guys who are all some various form of injury are potentially, they could be done at any time. You have to write them in such a capacity. I, and I just don't know if they're worth the value. If you can't get it out for somebody else and you sacrifice that time and like spend all that money on that player, I don't know. Yeah. I have a different view on what the where the league is headed in terms of contracts. I think you're going to see way more of the JJ Reddicks and KCPs one year contracts mm-hmm. that are going to be moved, or like the Dwayne Wade Max for two years, and then the first year is like whatever, and the second year they get moved. Yeah. Um, and you're going to see a lot of value in the draft. I think the draft is going to mean way more now, especially when the reseeding hap or the uh, new lottery effects come into play. Yeah. 
the draft really matters because the value is so great. Um, your chance of a first pick is greater now than it was. Mm-hmm. And I think the 17 million, 23 million for KCP, 17 million for JJ Redick or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, they're going to play for like six months and then they're going to get traded to a contender for assets or for, you know what I mean? It's like the biggest value mm-hmm. at that moment. Get a KCP and turn your team into a contender. Get a JJ Reddick and turn your team yeah, into a contender. Yeah, buy the assets you need. Yeah. You and it's a one and playoff, done, like for your playoff run, and yeah, yeah then phase it out. So but you're going to see like the Wiggins and the Embiid's get maxes, and then the second-rate players get like one-year, two-year deals of pretty high value. Here's the other. Here's the other caveat that or player options that I would think about. You know, in in the coming seasons, is what is the impact of players' value if they actually get sent down to the down to the D league, down to the G league, and <laughs> What what does that do to contracts? What does that do to the whole process? Because that is going to be a real issue. Players are going to get hurt. They're going to get injured. They're going to have to go prove themselves at the in the G League and come back up through that, even if for just a couple of games, to prove that they're still at that NBA value. <laughs> Derek Rose, like when you were talking about this, I know it's like G League talk, but like Derek Rose is about to get paid like he's gonna live the season out he looks amazing right now yeah and yeah he might get injured knock on wood hopefully he doesn't but right? when but when he but gets what injured, happens yeah if he plays the season and he's incredible someone's gonna have to max him someone's have to give a shit ton of money for but they're him. giving him a contingent max they're yeah. giving they're giving him an Embiid type max because right. they're gonna write in all the caveats he's been he's been hurt so much mm-hmm. that maybe he is worth that value but he he, ha- he is. I would but, say so. But contractually, I think he has to meet certain guidelines, mm-hmm. and he also has to be healthy. So that's crazy that like the espresso machine for Boris Diaw was part of the contract. Like he had to meet this weight limit, otherwise he doesn't get that amount of money. You know, and that sure. was a real thing. Yeah, and it's hilarious. And there's going to be so many clauses in all these contracts. <laughs> like the G League is going to be represented well because all these players are going to be, you know, like, oh, shit, I can't meet this weight class or I, I you know, <laughs> shot 33%. Did you hear about, like, um, Mur- uh, how could you be more Harkless? Yeah. His salary was based on him hitting 35% of from three. Yeah. And he hit that. <laughs> and then he, for the last, like, 10 games, didn't shoot a single fucking three. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you? Then the game is now changed. <laughs> Like the game is really, it's so crazy. The G League is going to, is going to propel itself because like these players are going to go filter in and out and they're going to have these, all these small value contracts. Yeah, no, that's, that's very, very interesting though. Those caveats, those, those player commitments, if they don't hit those levels, what, what does that mean? But there's a lot of other sports that do that. There's a lot of other sports that place, place value on the player awards, place value on certain statistics. I mean, it, it happens in baseball. It happens in football. I, I don't think it's that bad of a thing. But you're right; it changes it changes the sport because when players don't attempt something or don't actually go for the type of plays that they could, <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, we're entering a league where we're going to be like, hey, Dwight Howard, you have to shoot, shoot 25 percent. I'll three. shoot this three for fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, like right. what? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's going to come back and be like, hey, time out. You want to pay me a hundred million dollars, or you want to pay me one million dollars for this shot? Otherwise, I'm giving it to KCP, you know I mean? <laughs> or I'm giving it to you know Ben Simmons. Boy, if we could get a hold of these contracts for this season, especially Boy. in the later part of the season, yeah. where we can watch and come up with the dollar value per shot. Wow, I, I like That's it. That's next year. I like it. <laughs> Stack God, you're coming back. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're doing this this year. So, so this year we're we're betting and predicting all games before the season starts. Yeah, that's next. True season yes we're betting and predicting all the shots per player per, <laughs> per team <laughs> of course we have to it's the hundred twenty thousand project <laughs> <laughs> it took us several months yeah. but you know we started right after the nba finals sat all summer tire, yeah. tirelessly like reviewing film and then yeah. predicted all the shots and we season. and we you know um <laughs> I have no time. I have no idea what, what that word is, but we I We documented it the entire oh, season on Instagram. That's it. That's on it. Instagram and on Twitter Live. Twitter Live Tuesday picks. That's it. So hey, you know what? You need to continue to follow us. We're gonna start we're gonna start tweeting out. Uh we're gonna be on tw- on our Twitter feed at 
Ryden underscore the pine. We're on we're on Facebook through Vencast Studios. We're also on Almighty Baller. You can catch us every week. We'll be up there multiple times a week. We're going to be back this Sunday with probably our favorite, one of our favorite episodes of the entire season. That's our prediction episode. So, but you're not going to get that until Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. So stay stay tuned and get ready for some ball because we're going to go 12:30 project underway. We're only five days away. Oh. Uh. Oh, uh, this is Hondo with Ryan the Pine. <laughs> <laughs> you just said this is Hondo with Ryan the Pine. And we're here with, here with Gee, Lyman <laughs> <Lyon> Ballard. <laughs> we out. This is a Vencast Studios production. Tune in, subscribe, and uh, nail to your local public church's doorway. Riding the Pine, now on Almighty Baller Radio. Riding the Pine! Tune in and find us wherever fine podcasts are sold. Do not tap the glass. Break glass in case a podcast emerges. Riding the Pine, brought to you by God Shamwell. Brought to, you, brought to you by Hondo, a.k.a. Brad Hoiberg. Join us on Twitter at Riding underscore the Pine. It's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, a bit pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.